How's it going, everyone? This is Robin Copernicus with Metaverse Land Club, the think tank toolkit community for investor entrepreneurs looking to grow generational wealth. And I am joined by the lovely Anna. I, we got to get better with those cheers. All right. Yeah. What's up, Anna? Has this been a good week in NFTs? What do you think? I think it's been a little bit quiet. I think everyone's just waiting for April and see what's going to happen now that April's here. I don't know, March kind of went by fast and at the same time slow. How about you? Yeah, I feel like everyone's just been like waiting, like when when market coming back? When is market coming back? And actually, let me share my screen because there's been some positive signs about the market and we can kind of go over that. One of the biggest mints that actually happened today was the Vayner Sports Pass. So uh, have you ever heard of Vayner Sports? No, this is new for me. Not really. All right. Have you heard of Gary Vaynerchuk? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Gary Vaynerchuk's brother, AJ, has a, like a sports, what do you call it? A sports representation company, sports agency. There we go. Oh, it's right here. Sports right. agency. <laughs> yeah, so, so he has a sports agency, and they just released his Vayner Sports Pass, which is going to give you access to members-only live streams, physical digital experiences, ticket to sporting events. So this thing, I think if someone was trying to do this on their own, it might not do as well. But because it's Gary Vaynerchuk's brother, you know that this is going to do really well. And it actually did really well, much, much better than I thought it would do. So the mint was around 0.155. And now you can see the floor price is already at 0.45. What I expected to happen was actually that it would mint, it would go up um, maybe to like 0.2, but then after a couple of weeks, I thought it would go below the mint. But because it's like three times the mint price, I feel like it'll hold, it'll probably hold its value. And then what you're gonna see is all athletes that are on Vayner Sports, they're going to start tweeting about this, right? I actually talked to one of my friends who plays football for the Buccaneers, and he plays, he, he actually is signed by Vayner Sports, and he told me that he's getting a free NFT. He's probably going to get some more. So hopefully maybe he can share some alpha with us. So now you know a little bit about Vayner Sports. What do you think? Nice. I'm having a hard time understanding exactly what the benefits are, but for sure it's getting that like lever just from the brother. Yeah. You saw there's like a, a lot of sales or secondary transaction is 3,606. I wonder how many unique owners there are. So we can actually go and take a look really quickly at the contract. Well, actually, it's just right up here on OpenSea, but we can see the exact amount right here. So there's about 5,836. There's 15,000 NFTs. So the average person owns almost three. And it's very surprising, right? In a bear market that you would sell out a collection this large, but I guess the number of owners is still kind of low. So they just probably each minted as many as they could just to flip some at the very beginning. So whoever flipped it right here probably did really well. And then, yeah, I think now the prices will probably start to dip unless they start providing utility right away, which I'm not sure will happen. But because Gary Vaynerchuk is so good with social media vayner sports is good with social media so i do expect to see a lot of a lot of social media around this makes sense yeah what else what else we have on the on the headlines Anna? all right we saw that the uk is planning to launch their own nft 
Yeah, so this is this is a little interesting. Go ahead. No, it's just want to say the company. It's something about like mint something royal mint, the royal mint. I thought it was money. I thought I had the link up, but I think I accidentally closed it. But yeah, so so what is going on is that the royal mint. Let me let me actually look up the royal mint Twitter. The Royal Mint announced that they are going to launch an NFT, and it's essentially to commemorate UK's, or, or I guess, yeah, the forward-looking kingdom of the UK. I totally butchered that up. <laughs> I guess this is, what I understood is that they're trying to push forward or like not stay behind when it comes to the like digital coins and digital currencies. They really want to push it forward. Yeah. So, well, so the thing is, this is nothing new, right? Like the Royal Mint, you can see this kid is holding up this coin. The US Mint does similar things. They have all these different quarters sometimes that they'll release, and it'll be a quarter that commemorates every state. And then they'll sell the quarters for like a dollar each. It's weird, but people do it because people collect them. The US Mint also, I'm not sure if the US Mint does it with the Postal Service, they also have stamps. And stamps are pretty much NFTs. They create commemorative stamps all the time. And, you know, you could definitely see other people getting into the NFT scene just because they're just taking an old process and now digitizing it, right? Like, we're, so, we're moving around so much more now. There's much more people on the planet. The population is growing. People are moving towards minimalism as well. And... The hoarding culture that I think our parents had in the past, that's kind of slowly dying away, right? People want to be more mobile. They want to be flexible. They want to be location independent. And I know for me, it's really difficult for me to collect anything that I have to carry around. I actually had some Takashi Murakami sculptures and I had to sell them because I can't travel with them, right? But if I had an NFT, that would that would be so. Okay. Yeah, let's check in on the, the comments. If anyone has any comments, we're going to periodically check to see what's going on. Jesus says, woohoo. All right. Let me go back to where I was. Yeah, so this is the, the Royal Mint. They're, they're announcing a commemorative NFT. Whether it's going to be worth something, who knows. But it's a signal of NFT adoption. Would you get one of these? I didn't even know they existed. Like, <laughs> what are your, your, your face said it all. Yeah. What what else is in the news? All right, we had big Tesla main getting a loan for real estate in the metaverse. Yes, so this is actually pretty huge news because now you see a public company that is using decentralized platforms to make a deal. So what happened is Tesla, they they got a loan, a seven point eight million dollar loan for real estate. And the way that they did it, they they used a maker DAO vault. So a maker vault was created to finance a real estate deal with Tesla. I think what they're going to do is they're going to make it like a repair center for their cars. But they actually use decentralized finance to finance this deal. So this is very interesting. The maker DAO co-founder, Rune Keck, says a maker vault was just used to finance a real estate deal with Tesla. Real world assets is coming sooner than you think. So RWA is real world assets. And essentially, yeah, this, this is going to be interesting that a powerful company like this is actually taking the risk and using decentralized finance, right? So this is a good case study. 
to be honest, I'm a little lost in what's going on exactly. Why is it like so relevant that they're using decentralized finance? In terms of relevancy, okay, so let's see. I'm actually going to pull this article up. It's 6S Capital, right? 6S Capital, they're the ones who gave a loan to Tesla. And the loan was on the MakerDAO platform. So 6S Capital is a commercial lender, and they gave a real estate financing deal worth $7.8 million to Tesla. And I'm, let me actually open up the, the MakerDAO link so we can all look at this together. Give me a moment. I'll just share my screen. So it's basically that instead of using like a bank to get a loan, they're using a MakerDAO, which is DeFi, and that's what's making the difference. I wouldn't say it's skipping a bank to get a loan because it's still getting banking services from Success Capital. So it's getting a loan from Success Capital, but the infrastructure to facilitate that loan is going through the MakerDAO platform, which gives it a real like a case study, a use case of a big loan going through with a major public company, which will provide confidence onto this platform. So the reason it's a big deal is because now when other companies would like to do the same thing, there's precedence, right? They can always say Tesla, a major public company, actually used the same platform. Understood. Okay, now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? You think it's going to be huge? I think it's going to be relevant. I don't know if huge. I guess huge. I it's already a given because we're moving that way, not backwards. So yeah, it's just like a little pebble in the in the whole pile of pebbles to make <laughs> a mountain. Or what else is what else is in the news? All right. Then we have a European Parliament passed a bill requiring crypto and crypto firms to know your client non custodial wallets, which is know your client KYC. KYC. Yeah. So the parliament, the UK parliament just passed a bill saying that if you have a non-custodial wallet, so what is a custodial wallet? What is a non-custodial wallet, right? So if you have an account with Coinbase, that is a custodial wallet. You don't own the private keys for that. Coinbase has a private key. So that's a custodial wallet. When you sign up for a Coinbase account, you have to go through the KYC process to know your customer process. So Coinbase knows who you are and if any government regulators want to know like how this account's being used, Coinbase can share this information with regulators and it also takes liability away from Coinbase. Custodial wallets have this KYC requirement. A lot of times when you sign up for any exchange, that's a custodial wallet and they have this requirement, this KYC requirement. Now what's happening, what's changed is the UK parliament is saying that non-custodial wallets, that means the wallets that you own the private keys to, the ones that sit in your MetaMask, those have to go through a KYC process. And Anna was actually saying, you know, is, is that a big deal? And immediately I was thinking, yes, that this is a huge deal because what's going to happen is providers, wallet providers like MetaMask, MetaMask will have to essentially start a KYC process if they want to offer their services in the UK. So and what will happen to those people that have their wallets in MetaMask, for example, and that, do you think it's going to force MetaMask to comply or will users migrate? Is that even a possibility? Yeah. So I, I think if we look at the actions of MetaMask in the past, MetaMask has done this before where they blocked people from accessing wallets in Venezuela, I think. And then they reversed their decision 
so they did they did reverse it they realized that they messed up but it has happened before which tells me that metamask is scared enough to make sure that you know for its survivability they're going to be compliant with the law and it's just better to shut off access to account so they can save their company if they have to sacrifice some users in the uk yeah and it's not just metamask right it's any kind of decentralized platform where you have to go through this kyc process if you want to have have a wallet i'm sure there's going to be workarounds like with everything but this is definitely something that causes a lot more friction with crypto okay next yeah what's next okay next we have samsung revealed there will be an, an, an integration that will make their tvs like a nft gateway yeah so they made a partnership with Nifty Gateway, which is owned by the Vinkovas twins, Gemini Exchange, mm-hmm. and they're going to make NFT TVs, NFT Gateway, where I'm sure you'll be able to display your NFT, and then you might even be able to buy NFT. So yeah, it's saying you'll have a wallet on your TV. Well, this is this is on the Nifty Gateway. I don't know if this is going to be on the TV. Samsung and its yeah, Samsung and its customers will benefit from verified digital art custody technology so yeah you will have according to just this light glance you will have a wallet on your tv and you will be able to purchase nfts with credit cards and crypto debit cards credit cards and crypto so earlier in this episode we asked you know i I asked you anna like are you bullish on nfts with the amount of news that we're seeing with people allowing credit cards and debit cards when gap did their nfc launch you can actually buy you could have bought their NFTs. It was on the Tezos blockchain, but you could have bought them using a credit card. This is going to this is going to influence a lot of adoption for sure. For sure, because for example, myself, I struggle a lot with the whole wallet things. I think this is going to be a big changer for me. Yeah, you're not alone. One of the biggest frustrations is just moving money. Like first, you have to send money to an exchange, fiat to crypto. Then you have to move the crypto to your wallet. And mm-hmm. this is that the exchange will let you do it right away. Sometimes, you know, they'll say you have to wait a couple of days. It, it depends on how you how you send it. If I need to get crypto right away, I usually send a wire transfer. That way I can get access to my crypto instantly if I'm doing like large payments. And it's something that Coinbase won't give you access to right away, you know? Yeah. So this is not the only payment gateway that it's announcing that will allow allow credit cards. So OpenSea actually, let me see if I can open up the documentation. Yeah, if you look at OpenSea, you can actually buy Ethereum already with the with a credit card. And this is through MoonPay. And so you can already buy Ethereum through MoonPay. And now what they're actually going to do, they're going to start releasing this in tranches where you will be able to buy NFTs directly with your credit card. So next time you go to an NFT, you can you will probably see a buy with card button right there, and you'll be able to buy the NFT with your card. I think there's going to be some stipulations though, because if you're buying an NFT with your card, just to stop all the fraudsters using stolen credit cards and things like that, they will probably keep custody of your NFT until the the payment's clear or something like that. This is what I'm guessing will happen. But in terms of adop- you know, adoption, people will want to buy their NFTs. They will want to see it in their OpenSea or maybe even their Slate Metaverse. All right, what are you looking at, Anna? Sorry, I forgot I was muted. Anna, you look so sleepy. Let's wake up. You look All a little right. sleepy. I don't know. Let's go check in on the chat, see if anyone's said anything. Let's see. Oh, Jesus, David Scott says, howdy, MLC team. 
Elian is on. Eli is on. Harzo says, sup, Robin. AMLC. All right, what's the next headline? All right, next headline, we have an accident Infinity Origin will go live on April 7th, so two days from now. That's a big news. Okay, I think that's just like an announcement. So yeah, April 7th, they're, they're doing their next launch. What the real big news, however, with Axie Infinity is, let me show you guys. You see this wallet, Anna? This wallet has, how much does that have? What the hell? Like, it's a lot of commas. Yeah. Well, it's, it's almost $600 million, right? It's $592 million and some change. This is a hacker wallet. Look at, yeah, look at all these transactions they took from the Ronin Bridge. And they were able to take $600 million, but it's just been sitting in this account. So what happened is Ronin, their validators got hacked. They have nine validators and five of them were hacked. Five private keys were hacked and they were able to walk away with $600 million. Whether they're going to get away with it, that's a different story because obviously whoever took it, they figured out the first part and now they don't know how to move it out of here. $600 million. Yeah, that's a lot to move. I guess that's the definition of like, let's get to part A and then we figure out the rest. Yeah, I guess so. Like, why are you going to figure out the rest when you can't even do part A? So just wow. I feel like these people are going to get caught, though, because it's really difficult to hide theft on the blockchain. And a $600 million, like if you're going to steal maybe $300,000, you might get away with it because it might not be worth anyone's time. But $600 million... You're going to get a lot of people that will, a lot of different types of law enforcement that's going to want the clout from solving a $600 million heist, which is really easy to track over the blockchain. Yeah, definitely. That's so if these, Yeah, if these hackers made any kind of mistake anywhere where they gave up personally, I, you know, personal identifiable information, they're done. They're going to get caught. Or this money is just going to sit there and it'll just sit there. All right. I don't know what to say. Like, I I guess I hope they get caught because, to be honest, that's kind of whack that they're doing that to people. Yeah. Well, like in the last episode, we talked about those two kids out of California that got caught for the Frosties. Yeah. It's it's starting to happen. So hopefully, it will start deterring these bad actors. All right. What what else is going on? I think. Oh, this is a. a let's see. We need a special. We need a graphics team, but I guess we'll use. Google Chrome for our, our graphics team. So right now, this is our special segment. What is Snoop Dogg up to? Because Snoop Dogg is so big and heavy in the <laughs> NFT space. I think, and this might have gotten foreshadowed. I'm not even sure if this is true or not. But what I heard is that Snoop Dogg did a song with Billy Ray Cyrus during the, oh, it was during the Grammys. I didn't get to see the Grammys. I was thinking about the Oscar because the only thing people were talking about is that slap heard around the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but Snoop, I said put Snoop Dogg and Billy Ray Cyrus, but they did a, a country hip hop mashup and I think they're about to launch an NFT over it. I should probably do a, oh, look at this. This is cool. Billy Ray Cyrus with a lowrider. I should probably do a video on how to analyze what the Snoop Dogg music NFTs on the Gala Network are really worth because right now there's, it's, it's, 
it was starting to sell for 1.5 Ethereum. Now it's down to like 0.5 Ethereum. And I still think it's overpriced. So maybe a video like that will be good. If you guys want a video like that, leave something in the comments to let me know that you're interested in the valuation model for the Snoop Dogg NFTs and how to value those to learn if you can actually make passive income because they you can make passive income as long as you're getting it at the right price. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think this one, Shiba. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, is that on our Yeah, so so Shib is launching a meta right? They're launching a metaverse. It's going to be a hundred thousand plus plots of land. Here is what the map looks like. And that's a lot of plots of land. What I'm guessing is they'll probably do it in small sections at the beginning. So maybe Yeah, they're releasing you know, like this. And what I read is that they're not gonna use the Shiba coin. They're gonna use like the native Coinbase coin, which is I guess Ether, just because they don't wanna like compromise the coin. Yeah, I do think to get on the whitelist though. So yes, yeah, so the the price schedule is gonna be 0.2 for the smallest tier, and the largest tier is gonna be one Ethereum. And I do believe to get on the whitelist, you have to do some kind of staking. That's a good question. I haven't looked into this project as deep it, they just sort of kind of announced it but we'll take a look at it and if there's interest in this one as well we can do a deeper dive sounds good yeah all right what is the next headline we heard that the wechat was suspended for nft accounts in china yes so wechat well they didn't suspend nfts what they did is they actually they're still encouraging nfts china doesn't have any regulation for nfts but what wechat has done is they are blocking any secondary sales of nfc so we're looking at the chat nft machine says the government wants a piece of everything that's so true a lot of times when people were were talking about crypto they're like yeah the government's going to shut it down the government's going to shut it down and to me the whole time i was thinking i was like no the government's going to try to tax it like they try to tax everything else i mean in our tax code even if you're committing a crime if you don't report the taxes that you make from your criminal activities you can go to jail, but as long as you're paying taxes on your criminal activities, the IRS doesn't care. They're happy. They're happy with their money. Yeah. What's uh, so? What's next? Oh, you, you might want to change your screen. It kind of looped. Okay. I think so. Here, here's another one. So we were talking about credit card adoption in the NFT space, and Visa actually launched a program for creators. So if you're an artist, a musician someone that wants to create an nft project and do something innovative they have an application we'll link the application in the comments after the show where you can actually sign up for some of this money that they're giving away yeah i guess we can before we forget let's give out some white lists oh all right nice if you are watching live thank you so much for joining us i'm going to just peek over at the the comments so we have David Scott, NFT Machine, Harzo, Eli, a lot of you already have a whitelist. But if you are watching this live right now, if you drop a, just drop your Discord handle. And if you don't have a whitelist, if you drop your Discord handle later on, we will go in. And this, this Discord handle thing is like valid for the entire show. So just drop your Discord handle. We will go and add the whitelist onto our Discord. Yes. How's that, Anna? Very good. Cool. I guess the only thing we have left right now is talking about our latest article regarding tax. Yeah. So 
there was a lot of questions about how to do NFT taxes. And let me see, where, where did this article even go? I totally lost it. Yeah, I don't think it's there. Yeah. Oh, no, it's right here. Like the MLC logo. We're so blind. It was hidden under the stop share for the Zoom thing. A lot of people were asking, well, every time I say the words, a lot of people, it sounds like Trump. A lot of people are asking. A lot of people are saying, anyway, some people in our Discord were asking about NFT and crypto tax software. So we put together, the team put together this guide for you, which talks about what you should be looking at all the different types of tax software, which software is right for you. It's pretty comprehensive. So if you are still waiting to submit your taxes and you're trying to figure out like, how am I gonna track all these transactions? Then we will leave a link to this blog article as well. And you know, this is straight from the community, right? The community said that they wanted this. So we put some money together. We put a budget together to make this happen. So if you want information like this, just let it be known. And, you know, we're here to serve you. Is that pretty much it? Yes, I guess we also wanted to talk about a little bit of how the Amosu Discord and community has been going or more so like how it has slowed down over the last couple of months. Yeah, I think you had a question, right, from someone in the in the Discord. What, what were the exact questions? Let's address some of the, the questions that people have in the Discord. One second, let me pop those up. Cool. And we see, let's see. Harzo dropped his Discord. Adeline. Someone said it was really informative. I get Adeline. Thank you for it. Yeah. David Scott is asking, what do you guys think of OpenSea accepting credit cards on, or yeah, OpenSea accepting credit cards because that kind of goes against Web3. I, I actually think it's a good thing. I think when you're bridging Web1, Web2, Web3, all these different things, you need this bridge to get people to adopt. Right. So credit cards, I mean, are pretty much it's, it's like centralized crypto, because when you buy something, it's a whole bunch of numbers sitting in some bank's computer telling you who has credit, who doesn't. And the friction for getting into crypto right now is so difficult for a lot of people that this credit card thing is going to be fantastic for adoption. You know, we should try to have more interoperability with everything and connect everything because that's what really Web3 to me is about. Web3 is more about community. It's more about connecting all these different pieces. So you have ownership. You can take your piece of ownership to wherever you want in, in you know, on the planet, whether here or in the metaverse, anywhere. So I actually think it's a good thing. I think that eventually we're going to see a need, we're going to have a need for both decentralized and centralized services, right? Some people are gonna want to hold their own private keys other people, they don't want to remember them and they they want someone else that they trust to look after them. So at the end of the day, it, you know, it really does just become about trust and community and interoperability and how can we bridge all these things together to make it easy for people and reduce friction and get people to adopt. And what about, Osa, even if you buy it with your own credit card, do you still need a wallet or what would happen exactly? Because if you have a wallet, I guess it still stays true to this to this idea of being transparent to the public right that doesn't necessarily mean that just because you buy it with a credit card people won't be able to to track your transaction right yeah i, th I think the whole turnoff with it is just using a centralized service with the decentralized 
platform. But the thing is, OpenSea is a centralized service on in its own, right? OpenSea will delete collections on a whim if you send a DCMA, DMCA report. Like they'll they'll just remove collections. That's what happened with Cake Dapes. So OpenSea is a centralized service. MoonPay is a centralized service. All these Gemini, Coinbase, these are all centralized services that are helping you know people to get towards decentralized finance. Eventually, I think those centralized services they they will have their place, but you'll have more options in terms of DeFi. Right. You had some yeah, you had some questions from the Discord, I think. So we were trying to get, so the context is really that we are trying to get some collaboration, especially for Slate. And a project was wondering, or a project like was really straightforward to their bottlenecks towards agreeing for a collaboration. And one of them was that the project still seemed early and that our community has what they've seen so far, especially on Twitter, is that it's kind of slow. So we just, I, we just, I shared this questions with Robin and we both agree that it'd be interesting to discuss them tonight just to exactly share what's going on from our side, you know? Yeah, I think when we had the run up on NFTs, like it was really easy to grow Discord rooms. Everyone wants the new, new thing. And that also invites a lot of people that aren't really interested in your project. They're just interested in the hype. And I think what we've done with our Discord and you know it, who's to say whether it was the right decision or the wrong decision but so far i'm still happy with the decision is we really tried hard to make sure that the people in our discord are going to get utility from our project so they're not just buying in on the hype they're coming in because this is something that they want to keep and how this helps the project in itself is now when we're getting feedback on the project it's actually coming from people that want to be here that want to play with us that want the utility that comes from the either the mlc nft or the slate nft all these different things when we first started growing i mean our discord was really active it was blowing up we were, we were getting a lot of email signups on our email list as well and then I think right around last month, it yeah. almost just seemed like everything just came to a halt. It was like really weird. And I don't think this is just the case for our Discord either. It seems like it's happened almost in every other Discord that I am. It's not as active as it was, but you still see these. Yeah, I've actually seen like a lot of projects that struggle themselves just to get people in their Discords and people to actually be interested. I don't remember. I, I think the last project I really see some people hide was the mint pass and that was like a really long time ago like maybe late March late February so I don't, I don't really know what to say regarding this in the sense of like I don't know so we just talked throughout this whole episode how credit cards are going to increase adoption so I think I think the way that we've done it is the right way because we have our core group of users like we know who they are you know the the people who have this late nft they're not traders they're like they've been in our discord server for a very long time and with these other projects that have built up like huge discords and then all of a sudden everyone just leaves like if they don't get an og position if they don't get a whitelist position you know if they just they just leave so where does what happens to those servers right those servers eventually die out for us we've we're starting with a strong core and you know, we're just building slow. I'm okay with slow growth. I think Snoop Dogg had a tweet out the other day where Snoop Dogg said a slow mint is a sustainable project. And I think this is this is very true. So we're not trying to, you know, hype it up. We're not doing any kind of 
paid influencer campaigns or anything like that. Every every Twitter follower we have so far has been organic. Every Discord member we have so far has been organic. Our Discord has been locked. It's been closed. We actually opened it up for a brief period of time. And when we did open it up, it was like nine out of 10 people that were joining were bots. So yeah, so we closed it back up. So now it's closed. Um, it's only available in certain areas. Like if you are interested in Metaverse Land Club, if you are interested in Slate or Zero X Allow or all these other different projects that we're launching, then you will probably find our Discord. But when people are, there's no invite contest in our Discord, for example. So yeah, it's been slow growth. It kind of like shot up and then now we're like at a plateau. Our Twitter has been stuck at 745 members, but I'm okay with that because you know what? We're going to deliver some badass value to our 745. That's correct. I'm going to wait for people to see the state environments. They're crazy. Yeah, we actually, here, let me do a little preview. Let's see if I can play this. Okay, give me a second. I'm going to actually open up a video. And I'm going to share my screen so we can see a little preview of Slate. So if you made it to the end, um, go ahead and hit that like, subscribe if you aren't already. And let's see, let me share my screen so we can see this preview, another preview of Slate. Open up QuickTime. All right, so this is the inside of the spirals. You guys have seen the outside of the spirals. And it looks small, but it's actually huge. It's like huge, huge. And you can see how big it is. This is just one part of it. You can actually walk outside and things like that. And man, putting your NFTs up here is going to be so nice. Going and doing treasure hunts and learning more and doing all these different things in this world. Owning this world, owning all the gates of this world. This is going to be a fun world. This feels like so dope. Like I, I would spend my entire afternoon here just chilling. Yeah, there's there's so many more spaces that are coming, like a library, a, a sports area so you can hang up your sports NFTs. There's so many different types of NFTs, right? So we're making spaces that are special for those type of NFTs. So there's going to be like PFP galleries. There's going to be gallery membership utility galleries where people have these membership cards. And you're going to have like essentially a, a wall case where you can display all these and and yeah, there's just so much more. This is just the very beginning, right? Because this is a curate to earn metaverse game. So I'm really excited about this. And with this, I think we're going to head out. We're going to end the show. Anna, I will leave you with the last word. And if you can end it, make sure that you say that metaverse land club is a think tank toolkit community for investor entrepreneurs. Okay. All right. You got me right on the spot. That doesn't, you don't do <laughs> Anyways. As always, I have so much fun doing this. Thank you guys who joined. Eli is such a great supporter, always here just hyping it up in the Discord and everywhere. So thank you guys for joining. And remember, the Metaverse Land, the Think Tank community for investor entrepreneurs in the Metaverse. So, And do not forget to drop your Discord handle while we are live. As long as we are live, everyone who drops their Discord handle will get a whitelist to Slate. And we will see you guys in the next episode. That was awesome. Anna, thank you so much. See you, everyone.